At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. What's going on in Ukraine? That battle continues to go, as you know, um, and and it changes. um, But we like to check in every once in a while and make sure uh, we're, we're on top of what's happening. And we rely on Andrew Rasoulis to help us with that, a defense expert with the Canadian Global Affairs Institute. Andrew, thank you for joining us again. Appreciate your time. Good morning, Shay. Pleasure. Um, a couple of uh, particular um, instances I want to talk to you about, or areas I want to talk to you about. First of all, the, the Black Sea. And we know that the, Russia tore up the deal there that was going to allow shipping out of there. And now it looks like they've gone further and they're actually targeting ships in that region. What do you know about what's happening there? So that is a continuation of Russian pressure tactics against Ukraine and the West to uh, ease up on sanctions on Russia pertaining to uh, grain and fertilizer exports. The Russian complaint was that under that grain deal, which they had, which lasted about a year, that uh, the sanctions made it difficult for the Russians to do their part of the deal. Mm -hmm. So therefore, they said, if we didn't get sanctions relief, we're cutting off the deal. That's what they did. And now they're pressuring with these attacks on the grain elevators in Odessa as a specific target to say, okay, you know, you're not going to let us do it or you're not going to make it easy for us to do it. We're going to make it difficult for you. That's what that is about. Now, on that grain deal, I will point out there are two important things going on in August. On 22-23 in in Johannesburg will be the BRICS summit. Lavrov will will be there representing Putin. The grain deal is first on the agenda for that meeting and then there is a supposed meeting timing not set nor location set between putin and erdogan president of turkey who is actually the mediator for the green deal uh, to pay maybe bring it back at the end of august so the green deal is not yet completely dead in terms of coming back but right now there's what you call the heavy pressure tactics interesting okay so that could be uh, brought back to life shortly i think that would be good news uh, yeah. what about the escalation in attacks on civilians and on uh, ukrainian cities uh, just seeing, look, this week alone and, and but it seems to happen in fits and spurts from the russian side what's going on yeah, the fifth and first part is because they only have so much. Right. <laughs> so they, they do it when they when they can pull it together. If they had all of it, they'd do a lot more. But the thing is, so so what that is, is if this is a continuation of the battlefield outside the front lines. Because the front lines are, are pretty static. I mean, the Ukrainians are pushing in the south. The Russians are actually pushing a bit in the north, or Kharkiv. So they're kind of balancing each other off. But it's a tough slog, and no one is moving far fast. Therefore, both sides are hitting each other's rear. Now, the Russians have a lot more stuff, and they're hitting Ukraine far more, but Ukraine has also hit Russia. They've, they've tried to hit that bridge recently in the, the, uh, across the Azov, connecting Crimea to Russia proper. They've hit a few strikes in Moscow. They, they, so the Ukrainians are also doing this. And the, the idea is that it, could, it brings the war behind the lines to people, and it, it's a combination of civilian targets and military targets uh, and economic targets, basically. Um, the counteroffensive, the counteroffensive. Uh, I know that's something that's been talked about a lot. Um, 
how is that going? I know Ukraine saying today, hey, we need help, we need artillery, we need this. Um, is, it, is, it, is it proving effective at all, Andrew? It's a very tough slog. Uh, as you recall in our earlier discussions, uh, I mentioned this is going to be a Ukrainian deliberate attack against a deliberate Russian defense. This is the first time in the war that we have seen a deliberate Russian defense. And that's very different from what we saw in the fall of 2022, when the Russians were not prepared. They are now prepared. The Ukrainians early in June started a massive attack using their Western armors and so on, and they hit essentially a defensive brick wall. They have penetrated to some degree but in in meters and kilometers, and they took heavy casualties, both in terms of people and equipment. So what they've done is they have reorganized their tactics, and they are doing smaller unit strikes to try and avoid being hit themselves when they concentrate, because the Russians are very well dug in, they have good lines of sight, and so on and so forth. So the point is, it's a tough slog. And the same is the mirror image up north for the Russians. They are having a very tough slog against Ukrainian defenses in the Kharkiv. So it, it's, a, it's a kind of World War One style fighting going on in, in that part of the world. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yesterday, Vladimir Putin was speaking at a security conference in Russia. Um, and, 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 and we've heard this before. He's accusing the West of fueling this conflict, continuing it, says they've pumped billions of dollars into Kiev, supplied it with equipment, weapons, ammunition, military advisors, mercenaries. Everything is being done to ignite the conflict even more and draw other states into it. So we're not seeing any weakening in resolve here or any looking for an off-ramp by the looks of it. Hey, Andrew, this is just going to continue to grind on. It is. Both neither the Russians nor the Ukrainians are looking for off-ramps. Both remain determined uh, in in terms of winning their respective objectives. The Ukrainians, of course, want all Russians out of all of Ukraine, including Crimea, and the Russians want, at minimum, the four oblasts that they they annexed uh, a, a few months ago part of Russia proper, and of course, the whole Crimea. And that's the Russian minimum. So neither side is giving any ground. There is zero prospect as present for negotiations or even a ceasefire. Mm-hmm. Now, when these uh, when these uh, offensives culminate sometime in the fall, because no snow side can keep yeah. going forever. Whether, yeah. yeah. So then the first question will come up, is it time for a ceasefire? The probability is very low. But the discussion, there's a lot of talk going on even now about that. Uh, but but the probability, one, a probability estimate, I think we're into the war in 2024. And then you can't say where it's going to go. Sure, exactly. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's unfortunate, but not unexpected. Andrew, as always, yeah. thank you so much for your insight. I do appreciate being here. You're very welcome, Shay.